Sentire Media. Ciao a tutti and welcome to Venice Talks, a podcast series about Venice in Italy. My name is Monica Cesarato and I am a Venetian food and travel blogger. I'm going to put my insider knowledge at your disposal to help you discover Venice at 360 degrees. Each week I will be chatting to the people who really matter, the Venetian. So follow me on the discovery of his artisans, writers, fashion designers, artists, glassmakers, bloggers and much, much more. Come to visit Venice the right and sustainable way. You can find me on my blog www.monicacesarato.com and also on all social media. Enjoy the episode! Welcome to Venice Talks, episode number 16. Hi everybody, welcome back to Venice Talks. Today I have a special guest, it's Lorenzo Cinotti, the CEO of Venezia da Vivere, one of the most beautiful companies ever created in Venice. Ciao Lorenzo, how, how are you? Ciao, I'm fine, I'm fine, how are you? Ah, busy, busy as usual, you know, that's uh, life in Venice. So, um, first of <coughs> all, let's explain to the people that are listening to us uh, what is Venezia da Vivere. All right, so Venezia da Vivere is a private company uh, that we've been, me and Laura Scarpa have been working in for the last 34 years. And uh, how many, uh, company, sorry? How many? 30, 34. Oh, 34. I heard right. Three, four. Yeah, oh my th- God, I didn't yeah. realize it was so long. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We, we started out the company when we were 22. Oh, I thought we you were, were saying both, like yeah. about 10. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah, so now Laura is, is still 22, I'm 56. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. All right. So so the company, yeah, and the company uh is into uh, projects for Ven- Venezia for Venice, and mm-hmm. we also do um digital con- digital marketing and events, basically. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. We and we as you know very well, we also created the Venice Fashion Week, which yes. is, then we can, we can talk about it later. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, I was going to. But what I'm, to, what I'm surprised, because I'm, I'm, I didn't realize that you had a company for so long. 34 yeah. years ago, there wasn't so much digital uh, in yeah, the world. Yeah. So yeah. you were born more like, what, an event, we, a company? We or start, what? Yeah, well, we, we actually started as a, as a communications company. Okay. We also, we were very, very uh, involved in fashion. We also had a model agency at the time, which was a, which was a department of the company. Mm-hmm. And we, after we started with fashion only actually in 1988, and then we started developing projects for Venice. Wow. In 91, we organized the Notturno Veneziano, which was a project. Uh, it, it was, I think, 34. It was a summer, it was 39 uh, evenings of, of, um, of culture. We started with, with Balletto di Toscana in Summer Square with Prada wow. costumes. And then it was, um, uh, it was dance, it was uh, classical music starting from classical to contemporary music. We did visual arts also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and this way you had five different... Um, uh, itineraries in Venice so you could start from the center and discover the minor Venice 
So that mm. was the idea. It was funded by the uh, tourism department at the time. When there, so, is, when there used to be one in Venice, yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, and, and then we, we, we really got passionate in, in culture. We also wrote, as you know, Mm -hmm. We wrote um, a project um, uh, on, on contemporary art mm -hmm. and, uh, for, for, which was funded by the European Commission, the, the old Culture 2000 uh, mm -hmm. uh, cause. And, and yeah, and that we organized that with the UAV University, Kafoska University, but also with the cities of Athens, mm -hmm. Traco, Plovdiv in Bulgaria. Wow. Uh, what I'm forgetting. Uh, yeah, uh, Weimar, Bauhaus Universität in Athens. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and it was a, a way to work with contemporary artists in order to create, um, uh, uh, in order to create, let's say, connections among uh, residents, students, mm -hmm. um, tourists and minorities. And it really worked well. It was wow. three years long project. So yeah. Do you think it will be something that maybe in the Venice of 2022 could be reproposed? Yeah, uh, it could, it could, because the, our idea at the time it was that Venice, you know, Venice is great. I don't think it needs to be saved, but it's nice to have, you know, like posit some positive, yeah. how to say, you know, like, ingredients added yeah. to the mix yeah yeah, yeah of so, course yeah. that is if it is not just about the monuments and coming to have a look how cute it is but uh you know to to, to work on the social part as well yeah 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 to make it productive in fact you know like all our recent work with with craftsmanship yeah is really is really meant you know to to make venice productive to, mm -hmm. you know because we we have a very incredible incredible incredibly qualitative uh craftsmanship mm -hmm. but not it's not always connected to contemporary design or con mm -hmm. what's contemporary today so that's what we do you know like we we do uh we merge contemporary designers and fashion designers with traditional craft mm. yeah so you, you, you're trying to be the yeah, you're trying to be a bit of a bridge between the, the old and the new. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm, because, that's... you know, like, yeah, Venetian artisanat, Venetian craftsmanship is really unbeatable. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very difficult, you know, very, very, you need, really need to be sk skilled. And that can be said, I think, for all the Italian craftsmanship. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, like, if you... Like if you think all the all the you know like successful big companies like for instance Bottega Veneta, yeah, uh, they do this. They they really mix the the uh, let's say the this uh, skill skilled craftsmanship with contemporary design. That's I think uh, very that's a very successful. Uh, recipe for also for for Italy for the made in Italy and for mm -hmm. that could be very successful for Venice as well so that's we're private but some friends joke and say that we we act like we were Venice Council or a foundation where, where, because where you are actually <laughs> it's true you 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 do it's a series of us doing these kind of things that we're doing well, well, well sorry I shouldn't say this but what the Comune is not actually doing that is uh, this part this side of Venice that should be um, given visibility 
and is not. Uh, it, it is a good part of Venice that is not just about the postcard, uh, you know, pictures of a city, but it's uh, the people of a city. That's why, you yeah. know, in, in, in Venice talks, we you, I always try to talk to artisans and the people that, that make this. I always say that the make, the, the people that make the city, not they just live or work in the city. Yeah. Um, uh, what, um, you know, with the uh, arrival of it, all these digital, uh, you know, social medias and the digital world and stuff, uh, obviously you, uh, you know, you have a company in Venice that uh, you're the most well known for using all the possible outlet between uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, above all yeah. Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, above all you, <laughs> Lorenzo, you, you need guys, you need to well, follow. Well, I mean, all the companies. All the company really, yeah. yeah. Uh, how how important it was the arrival of a digital uh, of this digital side for your company? Because uh, you know you are probably the one in Venice know how to use it in the best way. Thank you very much. That's very kind. Well, you know, like we were always in interested in digital communication, and I remember that back in two thousand, I think two thousand five. We were mm -hmm. doing live reportage of the Art Biennale and we were using Nokia phones with the Symbian oh my uh, God. operating yeah. system. And yeah. we were posting photos in like on WordPress and that was really a hassle. It was uh -huh. really, and it, I remember that the phones crashed, the operating oh system stopped and it was yeah. slow. And then, you know, like when Instagram um, uh, came, into the scene, it really solved a problem for us. Because, of course. Yeah. And we are, me and Laura are the founding members of Instagrammers Italia, which is a, I didn't an know association. This. Yeah, yeah. It was oh. 16 people and we were two of those 16 people starting out this association, which I'm sure you know, it's part of, of a world association called Instagrammers, which was funded by um uh philip gonzalez who's a spanish mm -hmm. digital manager and yeah and so yeah that really really solved a lot of things for us and there was now there's there isn't anymore really but at the time there was really a strong community mm -hmm. of people who met and went you know went around to discover places now in the usa is that there's still there's still this kind of movement. There are photographers who just meet and go discover mm -hmm. abandoned places, for instance, on natural sites, you know? Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, that really, really revolutionized, re revolutionized, sorry, the, the everything, I think. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now, now, of course, it, it, it has been zooped. <laughs> yeah. How my America, you know, like it has been, it has become like, Facebook a bit. So if you if you want to have visibility, you need to pay more or less. And like mm. so your organic visibility is not there anymore. Mm -hmm. And so so it has changed a bit. Now it you know they're they're keep they're trying to compete with TikTok, which means it's mm. now more video. Yes. And a lot of dances and stuff and like that. How, so, how yeah. do you how, how do you you know how do you see there is a positive side about the use of Instagram for Venice, I think, because of course, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, but, but also oh, there is also a downside because uh, per personally, I see so many people coming over and that's all they do taking photos 
selfies. Yeah, yeah. Not even photos, yeah. proper well, photos, but selfies you know, like, and not really yeah. watching the city. Yeah, yeah. If you go to, you know, like I really chuckle because well, when you when you cross a, like a big bridge like the Ponte degli Scalzi mm. close to the train station or Rialto Bridge, you know, in the past you had people taking photos of the city. Now they take selfies with the city as a background. And that's, you know, kind of striking to see that. But, but you know, like it is what it is, you know, yeah. that's, and, and, you know, like social media, the way I see it, it's a tool so you can use it in a good way or not, you know, <laughs> so it's up to mm-hmm. you really. But, you know, like Venice, you know, Venice is really has a lot of, it has a lot of engagement for Instagrammers and uh, Instagrammers when, you know, like when you don't have that much engagement mm. one of the things they say is let's go to venice you know in order yeah. people who don't live here in order to get engagement you know because of course and you go to the the, the aqualta like uh, bookshop mm-hmm. and you go mm-hmm. to the usual corner yeah. to take the usual phone but you know like it's it's very useful to to also inform people about mm. uh craftsmen designers yes uh, bookshops i don't know like you know there are a lot of very lively or even hidden places you know yes. and some you know and some i know some friends say they should keep being hidden so that yeah. they don't get yeah. flooded by tourists but yeah but if there's something interesting why not rather yes. because you know that rather than going to summer square Rialto, and that's all you know about venice why yeah. not Absolutely. get to know it a bit more so yeah so Okay, so let's talk about the Fashion Week. First of all, yeah. when did it start? Oh, how, first, before of when, how did the idea come? And when was the first edition? So the, uh, that, uh, let's give, uh, give Caesar what Caesar's, you know, like Laura yeah. had the idea. Okay. And, and so, and, and uh, yeah, and uh, she had the idea and I said, let's, let's make it our way so let let's make it you know peculiar so Mm -hmm. you know if you compare it to the other fashion uh, weeks all over the world uh, venice fashion week despite the name is very different because it's Mm -hmm. uh, heavily focused on uh, fine craftsmanship sustainability Mm -hmm. and and young designers Mm And what we do, as I was telling you before, is also we mix, you know, the the elements. So we mix, we we created a capsule uh, collection with uh, the Bevilacqua fabrics, mm-hmm. Bevilacqua vel- handmade velvets, and Tiziano Guardini was probably the most uh, known uh, sustainable Italian fashion designer. Mm-hmm. Then we we did we did the same with him. We created six kimonos uh, with uh, three. Um, tales, the, the Italian tales on the back of uh, of three, yeah, had like illustrated three tales, Italian mm-hmm. tales and three Japanese tales for Homo Faber. Mm-hmm. And then we recently, I curated a, a project with Martina Vidal, you know, they make lace. Yeah. In and Burano. we, in Burano, we had Yasmin Santanen, who's a, who's a Finnish designer, Working in Paris, she was in uh, um, she was in Hermès and Yves Saint Laurent. Mm-hmm. Then she was also teaching at the Saint Martin's 
uh, university in Paris. And she came, she wanted to do something with, with she's researching um, the, the figure of Luisa Casati mm-hmm. uh, as the first independent woman, because, you know, she divorced, she divorced and then she, she thought, you know, she abandoned completely the aristocracy and she thought artists were her own uh, um, aristocracy. And, and so what we did is a capsule collection. We took nightgowns, you know, lace nightgowns, and we turned them into day wear. Mm-hmm. And that was, yeah, quite challenging because, of course, you have no buttons, no zippers, because wow. that's uh, yeah. not comfortable at night. And so co- by using the same let's say the, the makers the, the the same kind of manufacturer we had um, um capsule collection we presented last march mm-hmm. and so that's our research you know we keep working with artisans and we with with designers both italian or local and international mm-hmm. to bring the best of the both worlds you know the extreme quality venetian you know venetian uh, craftsmanship is incredible it's yeah. like Maybe it's Lacqua, been, it's been for thread. centuries. It's been yes. for centuries. It as comes well. that, It comes from Constantinople. You have this yeah. kind of, you know, com- really complicated. I, you know, it's. I have a friend who's in uh, an historian, and she says it's it's not luxury. It's magnificence. She says oh, wow. luxury is. She says luxury is cereal. You know, like bags yeah. that one of big brands sells yeah. you. They say they're exclusive, but we know there are, you yeah, know, of hundreds of th- thousands. Of so, course. so that's not luxury. She says, this is magnificence. Wow, so that's a beautiful description. She says, never say luxury because it's not. Yeah, uh, but you didn't tell me uh, when the first edition was. So 2013 was the first edition. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, and it's always in, in October, right? We have two, we have two editions. Okay. One is in, uh, well, we started out with one edition only, and then we added, uh, we added March, which, uh, so first of all, the, the, the winter edition that just happened is a kind of an extended week because it lasts uh, 10 days. Okay. It, it's a week and, and a the, bit, fashion week and a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the March edition is usually four days. Okay, but then now you also go the summer edition. A well, we do a, yeah, we do um, we do um, we we work we collaborate with the Excelsior Hotel, which is one historical hotel very mm-hmm. close to the cinema festival, and uh, we what we did is uh, we have the they have one corridor connecting the main hall to the uh, p- uh, to the pool. Mm-hmm. And there they have uh, shop windows, and we brought the best of the uh, a mix of, of the uh, traditional historical uh, craftsmen mm-hmm. and young de- and the best of young designers. Yeah, and and- uh, we organize also. They have this incredible Salone degli Stucchi, this incredible hall, it's a, it's where also the yeah uh, the. Um, the movie with De Niro, Once yeah. Upon a Time in America, was shot. And yeah, we organized two, three fashion weeks, uh, fashion uh, shows yeah. in, in the, during the summer. And we also, this year, we also organized uh, meetings with artisans and yeah, for, for the public to get to know them. 
but also mm -hmm. the, the news this year, going back to Fashion Week, is that mm -hmm. we organized for the first time this uh, exhibition of accessories, mm -hmm. which is called Ornamenti Ornaments. Uh -huh. uh, and we kind of uh, established ourselves in, in Casa Gredo, uh, occupying it uh, like the, the, the big Sala del Portego, which is uh, uh -huh. the salon, the hall, and then the Sala della Musica and also some rooms. Yeah, that is beautiful. In fact, yeah, Martina Vidal, Martina Vidal Venezia, they they were in the Sebastiano Ricci suite. Okay. Uh, and yeah, they had a, like a 100 square meters wow. because they not only produce fashion, but they also produce, you know, of course, nowadays, nobody can, nobody wants to buy a tablecloth yeah, you know, in lace because it would cost forty thousand euro, and you I know. would have to wait for three years because yeah. nowadays Only? you don't have it. Yeah, because you know, like in the past, you had forty yeah. lace makers. Now you have four, five. I know. You know. Yeah, and of course, maybe you don't know. Sorry, but each each lace maker is specializing one kind of design, kind yeah. of uh, like a rose, or so yeah. they they get the best one in doing that part and then they connect all the parts yeah. together anyway uh we um what was i saying but yeah they had so, the, so the yeah yeah, yeah. They, the they, stuff. of course because of that what they do nowadays is they also produce um <laughs> sorry they produce tablecloths they produce the sheets um mm -hmm. uh, over, uh, over furnishing yeah. for the home yeah, exactly. And and they put lace details in them mm. and also fashion, also clothes, clothing. Yeah. And so this way, you know, they, they're really successful. They have Rod Stewart, Clint Eastwood, people mm. in Magic Johnson as their clients. They do everything bespoke. And that's, and, you know, and it's very, very innovative. Nice. It's very nice because in their atelier in Burano, upstairs, they also have a little museum of lace. Did you know? You didn't know? Did you know? Upstairs Say that again, sorry. They have a little yeah, yeah, lace they, museum. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah. Ah, yeah, you, I mean, I'll come. I know, I know them very well. I, yeah, yeah, so. well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have a yeah, lace yeah. museum that I think is very interesting. Um, another thing that you've done that I really particularly like is that when you do the fashion, I don't know if you do it during the fashion weeks or before or after, whatever, is that you do, you do atelier party. So you get the um, craftsmen to open their shops to the public for a select number of uh, days and appointments so people can actually see them work. Yeah, correct? that's correct. Yep. That's correct. That's and correct. It I... happens. Yeah, it happens in uh, usually it's a part of the fashion weeks. And it's mm -hmm. also we we organize it also during Home of Faber. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a beautiful way for people to understand uh, I always uh, say this uh, when I take people on my tour, you know, uh, when, when they say, yeah, but, you know, that thing costs a lot of money. And I always say, look, how long does it take to, ta to make something like this? Think of the time, the experience these people have, how many years they've been doing this job, you're not paying yeah. for the product as such. And then the material as well, the cost, because many of these places, uh, materials is very expensive as well. But you paying for the time, the experience, you're not paying a machine that's made that thing. You're paying the person. And yeah. uh, I think... It, yeah, it's uh, a whole it, different concept. I completely agree. It's a, yeah. I mean, when you, when you, if you like, if you 
when you get you know like we had people we had the the head of communication of uh, repower you know because mm -hmm. we we were on a electric zero emissions boat on the grand okay. canal mm -hmm. in electric boat and they can, like these people managers from repower came to uh, with press and the institutions came to uh, testura bevilacqua then they saw you know like there's an ancient loom and only 20 to, to 30 centimeters are produced during eight hours you know uh -huh. uh, and, and the, the, so 30 centimeters and 60 is the width mm -hmm. and 60 centimeters and you start to understand what it is and uh, to load a, a loom it takes like months you know because it's thousands of of threads and then yes. you start it's you start to really you know get what it really is and why it doesn't it's not cheap let's say you know mm -hmm. because it's really a labor of love and it's an incredible and and then you know it's it's a different approach because you know i think you know that's what we try also to what we try to support this idea that probably you'll buy less things during a, during your stay your stay in venice but the, these things will last forever forever yeah. and probably you will you will that bag you know that baby l'acqua bag you will pass it on to your daughter or yeah. friend and yeah, yeah. so that's the I, idea. I, i tell you i got an example just it happened to me right yesterday i was on the rialto bridge i, I can't say who it was uh, the shop because otherwise i will be doing publicity but let's say he's a very well famous uh, cameo maker on the rialto bridge um and i was just chatting with him and all of a sudden this lady walked through the door And she said, oh, I would like to buy some cameo earrings to match to the same brooch my mom bought mm. from you 30 years ago. Mm. Uh, I think I was so beautiful that, yeah. uh, you know, uh, 30 years later is the same shop. Uh, the daughter goes and buy something to match what her mom bought on a trip 30 years before. I thought that was... Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the idea, that's the idea. Yeah, really. exactly. Um, one, another thing I wanted to ask you, you are, you and Laura are very good at sourcing new uh, newcomers, new designers, uh, new little companies that start. So the people keep saying, oh, Venice is dying. But by looking at what you propose, doesn't seem to me like Venice is dying. It seems to me it's very no. much alive and kicking when it comes down to uh, designers yeah. and, you know. Yeah, you know, like designers, there's there's not only fashion, but you have like there's a new typography that the, the, these guys, um, there are guys, Doppio Fondo, this, yeah. this new place. Yeah, and that there are uh, artists, new artisans, new also taverns, new osteria, you know, and there's, there's a move, but the problem is that you, these people don't think about themselves as connected to each other. So what mm. we do is also that we try to connect them, you know, mm -hmm. so they start collaborating and it, it becomes a whole scene and not, you know, because mm -hmm. otherwise it's difficult to, you know, to spot that phenomenon as something mm. Uh, uh, homogeneous, you know, mm -hmm, they, mm -hmm. they, you don't find it, you don't really uh, find out about that, you know, because yeah. people and you say, Oh, Venice, you know, it's always the same, but it's not. There's a lot of new things, there's a lot of production, there's a lot of quality. So, that's 
you know, we do a lot of pro bono, a lot of free work. Los mm -hmm. Atelier Aperti is completely for free. We have no funding for that. And mm -hmm. we really literally go around and take around people to discover, mm -hmm. you know, these places. But we were happy to do that. Mm -hmm. Okay, one last thing, and this is personally yeah. about somebody that lives in Venice. I'm not going to go down the point of uh, Venice is losing 1,000 inhabitants every year, whatever. Yeah. Let's not talk about that. I want to talk about yeah. the nice part, okay? What yeah. are your suggestions as a Venetian who lives there and sees these hordes of people coming down every day in the city? What are, yeah. uh, let's say, free points, free suggestions that you could give to the people listening to visit Venice in a more sustainable way. All right. So first of all, you know, like what I always say, you don't really need to spend lots of money in order to visit Venice, but you can still have an authentic experience. For instance, uh, if you want to eat, you know, like typical Italian tramezzini, mm -hmm. you can go to San, I, I don't know if I can, I can say places but if you yeah, can i for, can't yeah. you can you i can't all right so because I mean, <laughs> otherwise I get, to... I get i get called uh, like uh, you know that i'm promoting but you no can problem. because i'm interviewing you so you go ahead so so like for instance uh it's very it's very you know like cafe so it's a kind of an institution uh, for mm -hmm. everyone doing the you know people studying at university mm -hmm. And like Cafe Rosso makes the best tramezzini, you know, in Venice, in my opinion. You know, well, so, said, so that said, said by a Venetian says it. So I really it. like okay. them. And uh, so, so yeah, so that's one place. Then I really like uh, if you want to go to dinner, I really like the um, Carampane very mm -hmm. much. Antica Carampane, yep. Yeah, Antica Carampane, really like if. For lunch, if, uh, I really also like uh, Trattoria La Madonna, which is close to mm. the Alto. You know, it's a yep. classic place where the, the waiters still have the, the white jacket. You know, mm -hmm. like it's still looking like it was in the 50s, even if, if I wasn't maybe there. The wait, maybe the waiter are still the same one from the 50s. Yeah, okay. <laughs> who knows, maybe. So, yeah. And then there's, there's a lot of new places that are interesting. But, yeah. But, you know, like the classic places, if you want to drink in the evening, if you want like the well-done Bellini, I go to Cafe La Vena, for instance. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the Cafe La Vena are very good because they, they you know, like they produce also, uh, they have this, you go in the evening you for a spritz or aperitif and there's food on the, 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 on the bar, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that's part of it, so you don't have to and pay cafe, for that. It's very interesting that all, of all the cafes in St. Mark's Square, uh, I mean, I love Florian, I love Quadri, but Cafe yeah. La Vena maybe is the one where the Venetians tends to go to, right? Yeah, because it's still very, very, yeah, it's still very Venetian. Okay. And, yeah. and of course, to give you an example, you know, like my dad was, uh, working at the general insurance uh, company, like mm -hmm. his office was on the Bacino Seul on the gondolas, and he so uh, Anna Paula, the owner, knows me since I was probably three, four. You know? Okay, right. so yeah, the director Massimo is a friend; he's very intelligent, mm -hmm. and they're great. And uh, so yeah, so it's it's a place where you really feel yeah uh, and, welcome. 
And I think also while a lot of tourists don't realize that all those cafes in summer squares is true, they're not cheap, let's not deny that, I mean, but if you have a coffee standing up in every single yeah. one of them, you will pay like in any other bar in Venice. As yeah, as you stand more up or less. Also the, yeah. also the, also the Florian is the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of those in Samar Square. So I, I think yeah, yeah. it's something that people don't realize that they think of, you know, oh, I'll never go to Florian. I'll never go to Quadri because it's too expensive. No, guys, if you just go for a coffee standing up, it will be exactly as if you're having, and you're doing it the way the Venetians do it as well. Okay, exactly. so what the last thing, what's uh, uh, the next projects uh, that you got coming up uh, with uh, Laura for Venezia da Vivere? So what's the latest? Now the mm -hmm. next uh, future projects. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Something what's coming, coming up. Well, well, at the moment we're, <laughs> we're working on March Venice Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. And, and other other projects I really can't speak about because they're not okay. you okay. know that they're not really not not done yet uh, fully okay. fully fully or yeah thought okay. after and organized so yeah okay but then we I will have to interview in about a year time then and ask you yeah. <laughs> or six months time yeah oh, six months okay that's good okay Lorenzo it was so nice talking to you and uh, I will, I'll say here I wish Laura was here as well but we know she didn't she couldn't make it so speak to you soon and uh, give us uh, your where people can find you on all social media please and uh, website and all social media landles All right, so the websites are www.veneziadavivere.com and www.venicefashionweek.com. And uh, on Instagram, you can find Venezia da Vivere, Venice Fashion Week, and my own uh, Instagram account is uh, Celestalis. Mm -hmm. But I love it. It is so cool. Everything That's blue. Everything blue yeah, with yeah. Lorenzo. Yeah, I like blue. I know, yeah, but and it's uh, some, well, Venice, blue in Venice, blue and green in Venice is uh, the colors of the city, I got to say. Okay, Lorenzo, thank you so much. Uh, and uh, looking forward to the next Fashion Week, Ben. Okay? Yeah, sure. Okay. Thank you very much, Monica. Thanks. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Thank you so much, Lorenzo, for talking to us. You can find Lorenzo and Laura as www.veneziadavivere.com and on all social medias as Venezia da Vivere. Thank you again for listening. If you want to book a food tour or a cooking experience with me, you can find me on my blog www.monicacesarato.com or at cookingvenice.com and also on all social medias with the handle at Monica Cesarato and at cookingvenice. Feel free to leave a comment or write to info at monicacesarato.com for more information about the people featured in the podcast or Venice. Bye-bye! Sentire Media Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy.
With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.